Welcome to Married by Design. Do you feel like your love is growing for your spouse? Are there distractions and interests that take you away from the love and affection you should have? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast. We've been looking at the topic of romantic love in marriage. It seems that for many couples, they have accepted the fact that the passion and affection for each other will fade away over time in the marriage relationship. There is a honeymoon period, but many believe and experience the reality that that honeymoon period fades away. In this series, we want to show you that biblically, that should not be the case. We see in the Bible that God calls the husband and wife to love each other sacrificially. We believe that the fruit of that sacrificial love is a continued passion and love for each other. We have looked in Proverbs chapter 5 at the way that Solomon instructs his son to love his wife. Proverbs 5.15 reads, Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. In verse 18, Solomon encourages his son to rejoice in the wife of your youth. He encourages his son to delight in his wife and actually to be intoxicated always in her love in verse 19. That doesn't sound like just getting by and having the romance fade away. We've also been looking in the Old Testament book of Song of Solomon. This is probably the clearest book in the Bible that defines and describes for us the love that the husband and wife are to have for each other. In Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 9, Solomon says of his bride, You have captivated my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. Do you believe you can think this way about your spouse again? To feel about them like you did in the early stages of your relationship. And what about in chapter 6, verse 5, where Solomon says of his wife, You are as beautiful as Tirzah, my love, lovely as Jerusalem. Awesome as an army with banners. Turn away your eyes from me, for they overwhelm me. What a beautiful example of romantic love and marriage. We are not suggesting that this should be the goal in the marriage relationship. What we've suggested is that when we obey his design for the marriage relationship, the byproduct or the fruit of that obedience will be the romantic feelings and enjoyment that we can have for each other. Last week, we looked at the concept that in order to build into your marriage relationship, you need to have time away together. We suggested you set aside specific scheduled time where you can be with each other to build into your marriage relationship. It is so key to have that time to cultivate your love for one another and to enjoy each other. Have you been able to do that? Have you agreed to set aside that time to build in more intimacy so that your marriage will be all that God intended it to be? to have it be more like what Solomon describes in the book of the Song of Solomon. Well, we're going to move on. In this episode, we're going to look at the distractions to love. This is the other half of the coin of building into the marriage relationship. On the one hand, you need to have focused time for each other to set your heart on your spouse. This week, we're going to look at not having our focus and energy on anything else besides our spouse. If our heart and our mind are elsewhere, this will detract from our love and affection for our spouse. 
To see that, let's go back to Song of Solomon. If you look at chapter 2, verse 15, there Solomon writes, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. So here's the picture. Solomon had vineyards, and the purpose of the vineyards was to produce grapes. I'm sure that he had watered and fertilized and cared for the vineyards. But he also had to protect the vineyard from pests. One of those pests that was a danger to producing a crop was the foxes. Apparently, they would come into the vineyard and eat the grapes. And that is a great example of what we need to do in our marriage relationship. We need to build into our marriage, watering and fertilizing our relationship through the time that we have together. But we also need to protect our marriage from those foxes and other pests that would come in and rob us of the fruit that we expect. There is a real danger of other things coming in between the husband and wife and robbing them of the love that God desires that they have for each other. We see this all through the Old Testament and God's relationship with Israel. God is pictured as the husband and Israel is the wife, and he continually warns Israel and tries to protect the nation from other loves coming in, other foxes entering into the vineyard and destroying what he wanted in that relationship. Even from the beginning of the Lord's relationship with Israel, he warned them about other loves. In Exodus chapter 20, when he was laying out the Ten Commandments, the first two related to dealing with the distractions in the relationship and love for him. It says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself the carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You should not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. The Lord wanted an undistracted love from his people, but the people of Israel were so easily distracted and following after other loves. It started soon after the Ten Commandments when they worshipped the golden calf that they made. As you read on in the Old Testament, their straying away from the Lord and following other gods continued. There were many foxes in the vineyards in the form of idols that they followed after, and the Israelites quickly lost their love for the Lord. In Jeremiah 3.8, you see the eventual result of following after other loves. She saw that for all the adulteries of that faithless one, Israel, I sent her away with a decree of divorce. This is the ultimate devastation of following after another love. You see the same principle of undistracted attention to your true love in the story of the rich young ruler. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus interacts with the rich young ruler. He challenges this ruler in verse 22, Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. This didn't have anything to do with earning salvation. It had to do with the fact that this ruler had another love above the Lord, his riches. And what Jesus was doing was making it clear that he had to choose to have undivided devotion to him. There could be, there should be no rivals. So the question that we want to ask you is, are there other rivals to your love for your spouse? Are there other people or things that get your attention, affection, thoughts, and desires other than the one God has given you as your lifelong love? Now, obviously, our love for the Lord needs to be first, but apart from that, There should be no other greater love than that for your spouse. If there is, we will see our affection and desire for our mate shriveling up. If you are struggling right now in a lack of affection for your spouse, I think it's important to ask the question, 
Are there other loves that I have in my heart that are replacing my love for my spouse? We want to give you some suggestions of things that could crowd out your love and your affection for your spouse. These are just a sample of objects that could be getting your attention and heart. The first object is another person. If you have an affection and are giving your attention to another person, this would clearly detract from your love for your spouse. This is sin, and it's devastating to your relationship with your spouse. Typically, the marriage vows include forsaking all others cleaving to your spouse. Is there someone else that you're setting your eyes on, someone that has gained your attention inappropriately and that you think about, are interested in, or drawn to? If that is the case, you need to call it what it is and flee from it. Every moment that you allow and enjoy that attraction, you're strangling your affection for your spouse and sinning against God, I would add. That's good. And this includes pornography. Pornography is a silent but lethal killer of the marriage relationship. Not just romance and marriage, but the whole relationship that you have with your spouse. It interjects a deadly desire for another person and can fill your mind with thoughts and fantasies that are an offense to the Lord and also to your spouse. If you struggle with pornography, you need to get help right now, not only for your marriage relationship and your spouse, but also for your own heart and your relationship with the Lord. Just because you haven't gotten caught doesn't mean that you are not deadening your relationship with your spouse and your Lord. You need to take that seriously and deal with it. Your career can also be a fox in the vineyard. God allows us and wants us to work for a living, and we should enjoy the work that God has given us. There should be some sense of satisfaction and joy in the work that we do. But when that career becomes consuming and the joy of our heart, we enter into a dangerous area. Our job can become an idol, giving us a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment that should come from our faith and our relationship with our spouse. If you are looking to your job to fulfill the need that should be first of all filled by the Lord, and then secondly by your spouse, your passion in these two areas will atrophy. If there is too much attention and time going into your career beyond what is reasonable, you need to turn away from that and begin to work those foxes out of the vineyard of your marriage. Let's look at another area that could be garnering your attention and your love. That's entertainment. We can become so enamored with any source of entertainment and stimulation that is around us that it begins to distract us from our devotion and love for our spouse. Do you allow television and movies to replace your excitement and interest for your spouse? Do they take up the time that you should be spending with your spouse? Is the cell phone a distraction that is more than it should be in your heart and your time? I hear more about cell phones becoming a distraction and frustration in marriages. I've heard a spouse say on more than one occasion, if they would just put their cell phone down and pay attention to me. It can be a real problem for a marriage if you cannot manage your focus on entertainment. Here's the contrast in Song of Solomon. This book is again an example of romantic love and and marriage. And here's the priority that they have for each other. It underlines the fact that in their hearts there were no loves comparable. Look at chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. First, the husband says of his wife, As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young woman. 
In her husband's heart, she is set apart as unique and precious. But here's also what the wife says of her husband in verse 3. As an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. She thought that no other man was even in Solomon's league. That's the perfect example from the Bible of a husband and wife cherishing and loving each other and not allowing anything to invade their heart. To not allow any distraction, whether it's a person or anything else that would strangle their love for their spouse. That's what we encourage and challenge you in. And now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to take some time and examine your heart as to whether there is some other love that is preventing you from a singular and deep affection for your spouse. That may also be something that you need to talk about as a couple. Are there foxes that are, are you're allowing in your vineyard that are eating your grapes? Well, let me pray. Father, even today, God, as we have talked about this issue and people are listening, Father, I pray that if there are foxes in their vineyard, there is a distraction, whatever it may be. Father, I pray that you would convict and help them to see that clearly and to see how it's affecting their romance and their relationship overall that you give them the ability through your spirit to turn from that uh, distraction, that idol, that other love. And we ask for this so that it would be to your glory, God, in their relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being with us. We hope that this is an encouragement to you and your marriage relationship. The goal of a marriage is not just to enjoy each other, that's part of it, but also for God to be honored in your relationship. And that's our prayer. We would ask you just to take a moment right now and share this podcast with somebody else that, or put it on your Facebook page. Maybe you'll be in a conversation with somebody this week and then invite them to listen in. You can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at our speech. How you talk to your spouse will either enhance or detract from your romance and the love that you have for each other. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 